Hi guys, my name is Paris Taves. I'm Devin Reniels. And we're here to talk a little bit about um, how we decided to study math and what our experience has been in, as women in the STEM field. Okay, I decided to major in mathematics um, accidentally, actually. Um, I originally graduated high school and didn't want to have anything to do with college right away. Um, I didn't get very far, so eventually I came back and was more interested in biology at the time. Um, but just due to the course of events, I just always found myself uh, doing math and enjoying it. And I got kind of sad when I realized that I didn't need to take math classes anymore. So I just kind of decided to keep taking math classes. And I don't actually, I'm not majoring in math, um, but math is very much a part of my day-to-day -day life. I tutor math. I'm in math classes. I work for different programs that help other students with their math. Um, and I was very similar to Devin in high school. I took as little math as possible, and when I was done, I never wanted to look back. Um, I always thought it was just part of who I was to not enjoy doing math and it just wasn't going to be part of my future. Um, but when I got to community college, I realized I had to take some more math classes, and I realized I was actually good at it. So I decided to stop fighting math, and um, most of my friends at the time were in the engineering field, so I decided to hop on board and try that out. And I managed to find a field of engineering that really fits me, which is industrial engineering. I want to do management, and I want to work on uh, just making processes and companies run better. So that's how I got into my field. I feel like uh, enjoying mathematics is kind of rare. Um, we can both say that we enjoy it. We both love our jobs. We both work as math tutors here at Cabrillo College. And uh, personally, it's the best job that I've ever had. Um, and and it didn't always, it wasn't always that way. So it is really special to find yourself enjoying math in um yeah I definitely agree and you know I think that there's a lot of pressure as women to talk about what our experience has been as women in the STEM fields and I always kind of hesitate when people ask me about what my difficulties have been as a woman in STEM because to be honest with you I haven't really had any um, I, I don't, I have never met a teacher who told me I couldn't do what I wanted to do because I was a woman. I've, no one in my family has had that sort of reaction towards me. And everyone I've met at Cabrillo has just been nothing but supportive. It's true that some of my math classes are, uh, full of guys and just a couple of girls sprinkled in there, but I've never felt uncomfortable because of it. So. I agree. Um. Personally as well, I never feel like anybody has lower expectations of me just based on gender. Um, I've never felt like I was getting the easy version of anything in mathematics. It's always been pretty equal as far as, as I could see. Um, gender bias does exist in a society where women didn't always have equal access to education, though. Um, we just due to the echo from the past, there seems to be this underlying assumption that women 
don't have the same capacity as men do intellectually when it comes to math and science. Um, and even though we don't experience it um, on a personal level, it, it definitely still exists like all bias. It doesn't just go away when you give everybody an equal opportunity. It's kind of rooted um, mentally into our society. Yeah, I definitely agree with that as well. Um, I actually find, though, that most of the bias that I experience regarding being a woman and being capable of, of doing anything from, from math to putting oil in my car is that where I most often face sexist remarks is outside of a college campus. It's going to be at the gas station, at the gym. Um, when I'm surrounded by other people that have similar aspirations to me, I don't experience that very often. Um, which leads me to say that I almost feel that as a woman, I have more opportunities. Um, there's more scholarships for women. There's more drive for colleges to want to accept female applicants into the STEM field just because there are so few of them. So in that way, I almost feel that I have an advantage, um, which... It's hard not to feel guilty. It's, <laughs> it's hard not to feel guilty taking advantage of that because you know that there's somebody regardless of gender or color, that might be better qualified for it or more deserving of it. And, and just to be identifying with some minority, it, it feels bad sometimes. But at the same time, when it's competitive and you want to get that internship or you want to get into that institution, you're going to take that advantage. Like, it's, um, you know, you're not going to check unspecified gender if being female is going to give you that position almost guaranteed sometimes, you know, so it, it almost feels bad. But um, is it necessary? I don't know. Um, honestly, you could argue either way. Um, but if we assume and I think we should assume that women have the same mental capabilities as men intellectually, um, there's, there shouldn't be favoritism towards either gender, really. Um, the it just doesn't seem like, I mean, based on that assumption that they are equal, then why should one have an advantage over the other in that sense? Yeah, I agree. And I think that almost goes into a deeper conversation, which would be of affirmative action. And, you know, where did this idea come from that specifically selecting people from certain groups was going to help our university system? In my opinion, if we really want equality in that field, you just take all of those questions off of the application. Don't ask me what my gender is. Don't ask me what my race is. Um, yeah. Look, at, that look at my GPA. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Look at my GPA. Look at my job history. Look at my essays. But then again, we're always, that's always based on the assumption that everybody has equal access to education and has the same opportunity. Uh, which even in America isn't always the case, but we're doing pretty good um, these days as far as, I mean, at least on gender lines, men, men and women both have equal access to education here. No problem, I think. There's, there's no way you can dispute that. Um, yeah, I agree. Sometimes I do feel like, at least maybe in Santa Cruz, we live in a little bit of a bubble. Um, you know, I, I don't see as much sexism day to day as you may see in other areas of the country. 
Um, so I do wonder if that skews my opinion. But of course, I do still think, I don't deny that bias exists, just that it really doesn't shape my experience in what I've done so far. Right. And I think it doesn't really matter who you are. You got to admit that everybody has some kind of biased opinion, um, especially on gender lines. Look at the way children are raised. Um, You've got boys playing with boys' toys, wearing boys' clothes, um, girls, you know, it's just the opposite. And um, I mean, just they're they're so influenceable um, children at a young age that it just seems like that's the last thing we want to do is is tell them how they're supposed to be. How is society going to accept you? Um, we start really ingraining that there is a difference between men and women at a very early age um, in things where there shouldn't be as far as their interest goes. Um, and I think that um, if we want to get rid of gender bias, that's probably a good place to start. Um, I agree. And I think that there's bias even outside of the gender realm more so than just that the number of people that I meet that if they ask me what I do and I talk about math that immediately say, oh, well, I'm not good at math. I don't like math. That's not in the cards for me. Um, And I face that every day as a math tutor. So many of the students that I sit down with say, well, I'm just not good at math, so I can't do this. And that shaped me for a long time, too, in high school. There was never a point in high school that I wasn't good at math. I aced my math classes. Um, I, I didn't dread doing my math homework, but because everyone else was saying I hate math, I decided I hated math, too. And so I didn't take any more math classes. I went to school intending to do any line of work that didn't require me taking any more math. I was terrified to get started in the STEM field because I knew I was going to have to go and take trig, which at our school is rather notorious for being a very difficult class. So, you know, if I didn't hold that feeling of I'm not good at math, I can't do math since I was a kid, maybe I wouldn't have been as afraid or maybe I wouldn't have spent so many years being against the idea of going in the direction of a STEM field. But that's, that was something that was ingrained in me. Yeah. Um, I was on the opposite end in high school. I was terrible at math and it wasn't really that I was terrible. It was actually that I just never really tried. Um, and it was easier to just be bad at math and not try than actually try to get anywhere with it. Um, so I kind of took on just not liking math it was just easier that way and I see that a lot here it's like if you if you don't like it and just it it, just by the grace of God you're bad at it um then you don't ever have to really try and then life is easier for you and I think that if I hadn't come back to school if I hadn't found math again and just accepted the challenge and rose risen above it um I don't I don't think I'd be as happy as I am today it really um it gave me a different outlook on life, um, and then it was one of those glass ceilings for me that it, I had to break through, and then once I did that, um, I had a lot more opportunities. Um, you know, it was kind of kind of life-changing for me to, to accept that, you know, you don't have to be bad at math, um, you don't have to have a negative attitude towards it, and actually, if you spend some time with it and overcome it, it, it's really rewarding. And you can share that with other people. I mean, we meet people tutoring all the time 
um, that have that negative attitude about it. And every once in a while, you know, they have a breakthrough and it's like, you know, they can't believe it. They feel, they feel great. And that's, I think that's what we need to shoot for more, um, for people, you know, in secondary schools and high school, even in elementary school, like really try to counteract the negativity about math, especially, you know, we live in the technology revolution. I mean, you're going to have to do math at some point if you, you know, the, if you want a good job. Yeah, I have a very similar feeling about that. I have, I am just so much happier now that I have stopped telling myself that I can't choose any career path that involves math. Um, I'm happier surrounding myself with people that can talk about math and science. And um, I, even now, summer break, I feel stagnant if I'm not learning new things about how the world works, about you know, how things fit together. And so I definitely was in a mindset for a very long time that, you know, those sorts of career paths were not open to me because I couldn't do it. And I feel so much freer and so much happier without the boundaries of, well, I can't do that because there's no way I could pass this class or there's no way that I could ever comprehend these things. Um, I don't feel those boundaries anymore. I'm pretty sure that any class that I decided to go after, if I wanted it, I I could learn the material. And that opens up a lot of doors for me. And the fact that I am able to excel in these courses makes me almost feel that I have a responsibility to continue in that path. Um, If I can do it, I, I feel like it's almost my responsibility to you know, make a difference to change something by learning that material. I agree. Um, and I feel like as far as humanity goes, that should be everybody's goal, right? Like we should all be trying to better ourselves all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, um, with all the entertainment industry and stuff, it's so easy just to waste a bunch of time, um, you know, with, without any personal growth. And it's so special to be able to have access to pretty much unlimited education. I mean, it's it's something that's really special in this country. Um, the financial aid programs, at least in California, make it really easy for low-income people to get a really good education. Um, Cabrillo College is outstanding as far as I'm concerned academically. I mean, the teachers and and even just the, the other students in the community, it's, it's a really great place to be. Um, and we're really lucky. I mean, as far as we've been researching women in mathematics, and it has n- not always been this way, it's, it's pretty much a recent um, thing, you know, to be able to have access to so much education, you know, for you know, affordably for, you know, women and, and even like lower class people in general. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I agree. And definitely back back kind of to the bias is that, um, you know, not being educated does lead to ignorance. And like I said before, most of the sexism that I face in my life are in places where the general population isn't necessarily educated. Um, you know, I went 
to the cell phone store to buy a new cell phone case. And after the guy had talked to me a lot about what I went to school for, and I told him about math and, and physics and wanting to study engineering. And then when I pointed to the pink sparkly phone case that I wanted, he seemed surprised that I could be into engineering and math and still be a girly girl. Um, that it's almost an implication that you are butch or less feminine because you're interested in math. Um, and that's the kind of thing that I, that I face a lot outside of school. I agree. It seems like in the classroom when you're with your peers, you don't, and, and your teachers even, like you, I, don't, I don't feel like anybody's expectations are lower. I don't feel any gender bias in there at all. We all kind of have a common goal everybody's got the same experience in, you know, some of these math and physics classes that are really fast paced and the materials challenging. And, you know, it's kind of more of a community effort to get through it. Um, Whereas when I talk to people outside of academia, it's it's totally different ballpark than when I start talking about mathematics. Um, Same kind of thing. There's all these stereotypes that come with that having having an interest in math and you know not um i guess i don't know um what a more female interest would be you know like what how do you put gender stereotypes on uh academic majors and does it it doesn't even you know you're interested what you're interested in (laughs) um yeah i agree and maybe that goes back to like you know little kids when they're standing in the toy aisle and you know, they're forced to be interested in something that they might not necessarily be just because they need to conform. Like, that's what they don't want to be outcast. They're children, you know, they don't know any better. So I don't know. I think I think gender bias is really kind of instilled in us in a really young age. And uh, I think that it would be pretty easy to overcome if there was a little more acknowledgement about its existence and its source, you know, and and if we all kind of admit it that we all do it to some extent, we all have gender stereotypes uh, at some point, you know. Yeah, and I think that all really stems from more education, um, whatever age level that may be at. Um, but but being around around people that you know, think about solving problems and and talk about what those issues are. The more you talk about it, the closer we get to finding a solution or working towards a, a different sort of future. Um, not talking about it means, you know, I don't think we'll ever really get there. Right. We talked about this earlier, too. We um, were having a conversation about how it seems like the general expectation in a classroom is probably lower than it should be. Like sometimes it's just so, so it was so easy to get that A, even though we made that big mistake. And so like what's going on with the rest of the class, you know, and I think that educational standards could be higher in general. Like we kids should be going in and getting educated, you know, as, as early as they're able to, if they show an interest, you know, and, um, Really, just the the content should be have a little more substance, and um, that really, you know, the average is is kind of low, honestly. And if with higher expectations for everyone, we everyone would benefit. You know, work a little harder. 
Yeah, I see that a lot too. Um, you know, test averages, teachers are happy to see a test average of a C. I would be devastated if I got a C. I, yeah, I'm devastated if I get a B, you know, like, yeah, it just, it always feels like I could do better. And, and it's like when the, when you get above 90% and the class average was a 70 and it didn't seem like it was that hard of an exam, I don't know. It just seems like, it seems like everybody could be trying a little harder. And it's very circumstantial too. Like some people are taking a huge class load and they have to work and they just didn't have time to study. But like on the whole, at least students here don't seem to be working a lot. And I mean, most of the students, at least in STEM, seem to be um, pretty much full-time students. Yeah, pretty dedicated. Pretty dedicated people, yeah. Um, yeah, which only adds to it for me because I also, I work full-time. I've always worked full-time through school. So um, that's always been an added stressor. Um, so. I, I think this also can come down to people having the just general idea of I can't do it. Um, whatever I do is good enough because at least I did something. Um, and kind of breaking down that wall of I'm not able to be any better than this. And I'm, you know, I'm not capable of being the best in the class. Uh, if we could break down those walls a little bit more, maybe people would have more courage to make more of an effort. and. Um, you know, do their best in a course. I think you're right. Yeah, I think we could definitely have, um, instead of, you know, these intimidating environments where people are getting stressed out, kind of a more like educationally progressive kind of setup with, you know, uh, positive mindsets for people. It really makes a difference um, how what your mindset is when you're walking into an exam or really a classroom environment. Um, you know, if you if you have a positive attitude and you think you can do it, you're going to do a lot better. So, yeah, and I I see a lot too when people aren't successful, um, of blaming the teacher. You know, saying like, "Well, I don't have a good teacher, so I had no chance of success." Um, you know, but I think no matter if your learning style differs from what the teacher has to offer, you know, um, I think it's beneficial to everyone to make an effort to learn in a new way. You know, even if that's not what you start out being comfortable with, because the the more flexible you are in how you can learn, uh, the easier school is going to be for you going forward. Right. You just need to embrace those situations as learning experiences where you can learn new things just because you don't necessarily agree with how things are taught um, immediately. You know, again, those are learning experiences. It's good to be able to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also. Um, Especially today, we've got the internet, and you know, almost everybody's got access to the internet or can get to the place with it. And really, like textbooks um, end up online a lot of the times for free, and there's lots of used textbooks around. You really have no excuse for not being able to pick up a book and teach yourself um, something. That's how it was done in the past. Like, you didn't always have a teacher holding your hand through the whole subject matter. And especially with so many different available resources, you're going to find one that you can understand a little better than the rest. So I think there's there's really no excuse for not being able to learn on your own. You know, there's there's no reason why the classroom environment is the only place you're going to get your education. And I know a lot of people that completely bypass the educational system and 
taught themselves and you know they don't have a degree but they've got the knowledge equivalents of one i mean it's just as good depending on your employer um just as valuable sometimes yeah i completely agree i mean how many students do you tutor that you ask them if they looked in the book for the answer to the question that they have which is like and they don't even know where to begin right it's like a 200 dollars resource that they probably had to buy that they don't even know is right in front of them and it's a wealth of information i mean so if you if you really want to learn something and that's that's really it right there is not just doing it because you have to but if you really want to learn something it's possible you know no matter where you are what you're doing um or how much you like your teacher and you know how hard it is to understand them it's it's really everything is so accessible these days that it's it's kind of hard to not take advantage of it and just really self-educate and I don't know. Yeah, and you know, we've we've kind of strayed a little bit from what we started talking about, but none of the issues we talked about just now are gender specific. They're universal issues. Um so if that points to anything about what our educational experience has been. I think it's also good to reflect a little bit on uh, women historically in mathematics that didn't have access to equal opportunity stuff, didn't have access to the textbooks, to the internet, to tutors and professors and mentors, um, but they still were able to get their name in history and make huge contributions to mathematics and you know other women in science. Um, it's kind of incredible when you have, especially in a society that, that doesn't expect much from you and kind of even frowns on your education or belittles it, um, we're, we're living pretty fancy now in comparison. So we have a lot to be grateful for. Definitely. Yeah. I like to remember that because, you know, if, if you do face a lot of discrimination being a woman or being any sort of minority, you know, if someone tells you you can't do something, who cares? What does that mean? doesn't mean anything. Um, and then another, another thing to be grateful for, even though we can all find complaints about our country sometimes, um, compared to other places, just education is, is really incredible too. So really lucky in that regard as well. It's kind of a time and place kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so I think that about wraps up our conversation today. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.